More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We are bringing you up to speed here on the uh, really uh, just the horrible news out of Kabul right now. At least 10 U.S. service members now, 10 U.S. service members killed in Kabul, Afghanistan in these two attacks. That number could be going up even higher, God forbid, and we still have a high threat level on the ground in Kabul. Clay and I are going to bring you the most updated information we can as this continues to unfold, and we also wanted to bring in right now, um, for some additional context on what's happening on the ground, uh, war correspondent and Fox Nation host, Lara Logan. Lara, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. And I apologize for my voice. I've been um, basically up day and night working with teams and teams of Americans who are trying to rescue Afghans and help them get to safety. And, you know, there's no like there's no rest. Right. Everybody's in the same boat. But there is there is literally you've never seen anything like it. I mean, literally nothing like it. The Americans who are coming back from operations and in between operations who are going out to rescue people, and their own government is trying to stop them. Laura, you've covered all sorts of wild scenarios in your career, and thank you for coming on the show. As we just came in, report now up on Fox News that at least 10 U.S. service members have been killed today (laughs) in Kabul. Is there anything in your history as a journalist that reminds you at all of the chaos that is going on in Afghanistan? I know you're probably too young like we are to have remembered what was going on in Saigon in 1975, but certainly there's been talk surrounding Benghazi. Where can you even go to to think of a precedent for the situation right now on the ground in Afghanistan? You can't, and I'll tell you why. Because on the beaches of Normandy, And even at Pearl Harbor, Americans acted with honor and with dignity, and they stood up for what was good and right and just. 
And that is not the case today for the United States government. It is the case for American soldiers and intelligence operatives within the agencies. It's not the case for the State Department, apparently, or for the White House or any of those people who have the power to change everything that you are seeing happen right now. They can change it all. You can literally, the, the Taliban's forces are out in full view. You could obliterate the leadership. You could get rid of the al-Qaeda terrorists that are part of the Taliban and part of their leadership. You could use your diplomatic power to stop Pakistan's support for your enemies. And Qatar, another supposed ally that's also financing uh, this invasion of Afghanistan. You could support your Afghan allies, the special operations soldiers that you have lied about and discredited. Lloyd Austin, SecDef, saying, can't buy willpower. You know what you, what you can't buy, Lloyd Austin? Integrity, right? And courage. And um, the truth. Can't buy it because it either is or it isn't. So we have never in our lifetimes ever seen anything like this. Americans have always been able to go into the world with the, you know, the knowledge that they truly represent a great ideal. You know, freedom as a way of life may not be perfect, and we all know it's not perfect goodness. That's all we hear about these days is how imperfect it is. Well, that's one thing, but now we've gone to the point where, you know, America is the root of all evil, and believing in America, being patriotic, is now a crime. And it's a crime of such significance that people should be in jail for it. Because don't forget, there are, you know, a lot of Americans rotting in solitary confinement today for going to the Capitol on January 6th. And none of them have been convicted of a crime yet. So um, what you're looking at right now is literally not just America, but the ideals and the ideas for which America stands. And for which, by the way, the Afghan government and the country, the nation stood all of that has been destroyed by our own hand. We did it to ourselves. This wasn't a forced era. We didn't have the Chinese or the Russians, you know, hacking us and stealing victory from, from us. We gave it away. In fact, defeat, you know, surrender is the only type of victory that actually has to be given. You can't take it. And we gave it, to, not just to the Taliban and al-Qaeda. We gave it to every American enemy all over the world. And what we took from our allies was the certainty that you could count on us, which means it works both ways. We no longer have the certainty that we can count on them. And what does that leave us? Isolated and weak, with no moral authority on the world stage. And that puts Americans everywhere at risk. Lara. The, the situation on the ground right now, I mean, we just have gotten the heartbreaking news about at least, they're saying, 10 U.S. service members killed in Kabul. Um, this is far from over, as we all know. There is a timeline. There's a clock we're operating under here. What do no, you no what, what, no, no, what no, are no. you hearing sorry. about no the I'm sorry. There's no uh, there's no timeline. That is false. That is a narrative that you have been forced you know, and manipulated into believing is the case. There's, we are imposing a false timeline because we are pretending that the Taliban calls the shots. Well, we're, I, I just, just to be clear, I mean, I, I was referring to the, the Biden administration time. I mean, uh, it's not, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, which is we shouldn't be operating under a timeline. But, but Even I, the Biden administration's timeline is false. 
because there is no timeline when it comes to what you're talking about. You're going to let terrorists on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, you're going to allow terrorists, the same ones responsible for that attack, for killing almost 3,000 Americans, you're going to allow them to kill more of your people and you're going to do nothing about it. And you know what? We should have known this because they did exactly the same thing in Benghazi. They allowed al-Qaeda on the 10th anniversary of 9-11 to kill Chris Stevens and uh, Ty Woods and Glenn Doherty, right? We, they, they allowed them to kill Americans in celebration of, their, of 9-11. And they're doing the same thing here on almost on the celebration of, 20, of the 20th anniversary. And the Obama administration did nothing to prevent that attack. They did nothing to intervene. And they did very little since. In fact, what they did was spend the next few years apologizing for Islamic terrorists, pretending that Islamic terrorism and extremism didn't exist, and that anyone who wanted to have that conversation was pushing hate and was Islamophobic. They even created the term Islamophobia. And then, and then people like, you know, the Open Society Foundation, they came up with a step-by-step way that you could uh, establish Islamophobia as a counter to any criticism of Islamic terrorism. And that was in 2000 documents that were in a WikiLeaks dump from Open Society Foundation records that, oh, surprise, surprise, are no longer available online. You can't find them, right? But these things have been well-funded and well-organized. And it is, you know, it's so important for Americans to realize that they don't have to accept. There is no timeline. It's false. Do you, do you believe, Lara, can I ask you, do you think that there's any chance that the Biden administration could be convinced or is willing to 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 take from what you're saying here, blow out this timeline if there are still Americans on the ground or are your sources telling you, no, they're they're The Biden team is pulling everybody out one way or another by the end of this month. Look at their actions. The answer lies in their actions, no matter what has happened along the way. Even when Afghans were clinging to an Air Force uh, plane and plummeting to their death below, right? Six Afghans whose bodies were recovered. I spoke to people who were part of that. Even when that was happening, the chaotic scenes at the airport, the criticism that the administration has had, the emphasis on the how. No one's saying you don't withdraw. No one's saying you can't withdraw. They're just saying don't do it like this. Don't deliver this massive defeat and sort of, you know, drench us in the blood of betrayal. That will be a historic shame. I mean, Americans will be defined by shame and betrayal for the rest of the, uh, this, for, the, for eternity. I mean, this, you'll never come back from this. There's no saying, well, we're a great ally, well, except for that little blip in Afghanistan. Oops, sorry, didn't mean to do that. You know, there's, there's no coming back from something like this. Because you know why? Because it's about principle. You either are a loyal friend or you're not. You either are there when someone needs you or you're not. And when we need you, you're either there or you're not. And you know what? The Afghans were. When we asked them to be with us, they were. When we asked Vladimir Putin, can we use your territory and your allies in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan for our planes and our bases? He said yes in the wake of 9-11. Right? Even our adversaries were more reliable allies than we have been to the Afghan people. And, you know, so will the Biden administration do anything different? If you look at their actions, there has been zero indication that they are willing to change the outcome of their policies and their decisions because they've done nothing. 
to do that. It's the same with the southern border. People say, oh, the Biden administration, you know, um, they're, they're not acting. No, they did act. They acted to create the outcome that you're seeing. And they're not acting to change it because they have the outcome that they want. And unless the American people and America's leaders on both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, unless they stand up and say, we will not be misrepresented by you, we will not betray our allies, we will not be isolated on the world stage, we will not have our national security sacrificed on the altar of America's enemies, both foreign and domestic, unless you stand up and do that, you will bear the mark of shame, always, from this moment forward. Lara, by the way, phenomenal. I agree with virtually everything that you have said, and you have said it so eloquently. What should happen to Joe Biden and his advisors and his military officials in the wake of Afghanistan? What should we do as a country, in your mind, to serve notice that this kind of decision and this kind of behavior is unacceptable? Americans should be in the streets. They should be protesting. They wanted to take the power of the people away. That's what January 6th was about. That's what, you know, all these ridiculous DHS alerts about white supremacy threats. If you talk about vote fraud, you're a domestic terror threat. You know, if you talk, if you question uh, Biden or the reaction to, you know, the vaccine or COVID or whatever it is, now you're a terrorist threat. You know what? Americans have gone along with this for way too long. The truth is that Americans on both sides of the aisle can see that this is um, absolute tyranny, right? They know that it's false. I mean, unfortunately, there are a lot of Americans who have been deceived into believing that a bunch of yahoos can go and take pictures of themselves in the Capitol and be violent and, and out of control and behave badly and, and that they can really be intending to carry out an insurrection. Well, what was your plan? That you were gonna delay the vote to the next day? Was that your mark of success? I mean, for goodness sake, Right. This is so ridiculous. But people don't think these policies through. And so what should happen? I you know, I'm not a politician, obviously. Anyone listening to me can tell. But what I can tell you is this is what I know. I know what's true and I know what's not true. And I know that the power of the people is the only thing they fear. That's why they're branding you a terrorist. That's why they're imprisoning you without trial. That's why they're coming, sending Antifa, you know, their brown shirts into your neighborhoods to threaten and terrorize you. That's why they're going to the churches and burning them down, right? It's all based on tyranny and fear. They want to control you. Don't give them that victory that they cannot ever win. They cannot ever take it from you. It has to be given. When you surrender and you stay silent and you turn off the TV and you say, oh, it's too stressful. It is stressful. I agree. Believe me, I'm with you. I've had my periods where I don't want to turn on the TV. But the reality is just because you're not watching and paying attention, doesn't mean it isn't taking place. So you can't turn around one day when the fighting is at your door, right? When the, when the bombs that are going off are your neighborhood, when it's pieces of your children that you're picking up from the rubble, just like they did on 9-11, right? When that happens, you cannot say it's somebody else's fault. Because if it is true that this is a government of the people and by the people and for the people, if those things are true, then you have to Make your voice heard. Demand action from your leaders, Democrat and Republican. I cannot say it enough. This is not a left-right thing. It is a right and wrong thing. 
Blair Logan, just absolutely phenomenal. Fox News war correspondent. We need to get you on again. Thank you for all the work that you are doing to try to help people in Afghanistan. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. If we have learned, man, that was phenomenal. Yeah, it was amazing. If we've learned anything since 2020, it's there's nothing quite as important and powerful as an immune system. Over 20 years ago, uh, we had Dr. Dennis Black of Texas inventing Texas superfood, the original superfood. He will get you hooked up with 55 vine-ripened fruits and vegetables plus probiotic and digestive enzymes. You can build your body's defense from the inside out. Dr. Black wants you to know that your immune system's job is to detect, deflect, and destroy bacteria you come into contact with. That's why Texas Superfood boosts your immune system better than anything on the market. Your grandma, she told you to eat your fruits and veggies, but with busy schedules and fast food, most people don't. That's why Texas Superfood is the safety net for the American diet for over 20 years. Dr. Dennis Black has been helping thousands and thousands of people get and maintain their best health. Buck, how can you get hooked up? Look, if you can't, won't, or don't eat all your fruits and veggies every day, Texas Superfood was made for you. Start boosting your immune system for under $2 a day. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash Buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. That's TexasSuperfood.com slash Buck or you can call 855-TEXAS-55. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. 
Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you, if you've missed any of today's program, go download the podcast. We have been updating you throughout what is an incredibly, I would say, monumental day. Unfortunately, a very sad one in American history. This is from Kyle Becker. Uh, He just put out this tweet a few minutes ago. Breaking, Pentagon Connected Source tells me as many as 13 U.S. service members are now believed killed, 20 troops wounded, 10 in critical condition. That is the latest report that is out there right now. I will remind you, Buck Sexton, nothing from the White House, nothing from Joe Biden. He has failed the American public. Just yesterday, and this is amazing, I want to read this headline that is out for you to react to, too, Buck. By the way, more people dying, American servicemen, today in Afghanistan than in 2019 and 2020 combined, according to our friend Alex Berenson, uh, who just tweeted that. But the overall situation, just yesterday, there was a demand that, sorry, 2020 and 2021, just yesterday, they were asking for props. The Biden administration was for all the evacuations they had done. Jen Psaki lying, bald-faced, every single day to the American people, and Joe Biden totally absent. I don't know where it goes from here, Buck, but there are going to be massive demands for Joe Biden to resign. I can't imagine that he's not going to get him face impeachment inquiries in some level. I mean, this is going to be ugly. We'll come back into more of the latest updates on this situation, rapidly deteriorating on the ground in Afghanistan. But let's switch gears here for a moment, because if you got money in the stock market, you want the benefit of information from really smart, experienced people, people with a track record of success. It's one reason why I started receiving information from carnivore trading. They're a group of legendary Wall Street traders who've decided to share information every day, all day. You, too, can subscribe to carnivore trading and see why their picks have become legendary. Go to getourtrades.com right now and use the promo code USA. They'll show you in real time what their experienced traders are thinking right now. Getourtrades.com, promo code USA. That's getourtrades.com, promo code USA. Carnivore trading, real trades, real time. See website for terms and conditions, past performance, no guarantee of future earnings. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Clay and I are uh, following every minute here as the images and the information is coming out of Afghanistan. Uh, We've got reports of 13 Marines killed in Kabul from this double, uh, what appears to be a suicide bombing. And obviously there's the tragedy that has already happened, the possibility of more attacks like this. A Biden administration that seems to just be spiraling into the depths of, of, you know, God knows where. And we have H.R. McMaster, who is a formerly uh, senior military uh, officer, former national security advisor as well under Trump. 
Here he is saying that he he believe. Well, this is his assessment. So this is a ridiculous idea that this is really ISIS K and gosh, the Taliban must be really disappointed. That's crazy. I think Andrea, I'm sure that, that we will uncover evidence that this this happened with the full knowledge of of the uh, Haqqanis uh, and and uh, certainly elements of the Taliban, if not the most senior leadership. Clay, I, look if and this is what I was saying before. It's very tough to separate out. You have the Haqqani network long-standing jihadist terrorist group designated by the U.S. government as a terrorist group for a long time that has very close ties to al-Qaeda, very close, very high-level ties to the Taliban, almost indistinguishable in some ways from those organizations at the top leadership level. That's how close they are. So he's saying, this former National Security Advisor, that it might have just been a faction within the Taliban or maybe the Haqqanis knew of this. He says that it was just this ISIS-K group going against them I mean, if if the Taliban already is having splinter factions or some part of it that's involved in this, this could get a lot worse very fast. I, I just, it's an awful day. Let's start here. An absolutely awful day for all Americans. Certainly the worst possible day for anyone who has family that is serving in Afghanistan as they have had to follow this story of the explosions which went off this morning in the United States, uh, our time this morning, outside of the Kabul airport. And as the numbers continue to grow, the ticker now on Fox News says at least 12 U.S. service members killed. We had a report that we read that there are 13, 10 in critical condition. I don't know how Joe Biden is looking at himself in the mirror right now. And I'm angry, and I think probably a lot of you out there are angry because this administration wanted us to praise them for how well they had been evacuating people from Afghanistan. That was their message yesterday. They wanted their props for how many people they had evacuated. And I saw Dan Crenshaw, I believe, make the analogy, this is like starting the largest forest fire ever and wanting credit for helping to put it out. Buck, you made the analogy, it's like bragging about the evacuation from the Titanic after it hit the iceberg. This is an unmitigated disaster for Joe Biden. This is Benghazi on steroids. This is Saigon in 1975 on steroids. And if you are an American and you are not furiously angry over the management of this situation, I frankly question whether you are paying an iota of attention to this at all. And if Democrats impeached Donald Trump because of a phone call with the Ukrainian president, what in the world should be the consequences for the Joe Biden administration, for this abject failure that is still ongoing, Buck, and could get right. far worse before it's going to get any better. At and all. there's there's what should happen, and then you and Clay, you and I know on the political side of this, and it almost it almost feels premature to even look at the politics of it right now, considering that we we still have. I mean, you know, to, to Lara Logan's point, she says there is no timeline. I hope she's correct. I mean, I, I know what she was saying, which is that. The timeline should be until every American's out, until every American is on U.S. soil, or at least in, in a safe third country. 
And I, I think the Biden administration, especially with what's going on here, the deteriorating security situation, is likely to keep to the timeline. I, I don't see how they're going to get around this. They might even and, accelerate and, it, Buck, and, and try to get our soldiers out even faster. And But to, to the point about consequences and what will happen now and what comes next, I would just say, look, uh, we don't have a majority in the House. We certainly don't have two-thirds of the Senate. I mean, there's not going to be impeachment and removal under this current Congress. We know that. But what happens when things get so bad that it feels like Joe Biden should step down just for sheer reasons of incompetence? What What is the, the mechanism there? And there really isn't one other than the people around him, around him having to impress upon him that it's time for Time for someone else to take the reins. Well, and, and, and the thing of that and, is, but Kamala is actually less popular. Well, this than is what Biden, I was going right? to say, Clay, which is that you know Kamala is going to do a better job than Joe yeah. Biden with this. I mean, you'd you'd have to say on based on what would we think this? And and I think people are now looking for this. Does anyone feel better when they see Joe Biden going on TV just with these very scripted statements about? Does anyone feel like there's someone in command walk, here Buck. that the Taliban is going to? feel like there could be consequences for crossing? I don't think so. Donald Trump would have rained down holy hell on whoever is responsible for this attack. And significantly, they would have known that Donald Trump was going to rain down holy hell on whoever did this attack. I think George W. Bush would have. I don't think there's any doubt. I think you can criticize Barack Obama, but I think he was competent enough to look at the evidence and make, against Joe Biden's advice, the choice to kill Osama bin Laden. Remember, Joe Biden advised Barack Obama not to kill bin Laden. Every time, that was when he actually had a functional brain. Every time Joe Biden has to make a decision throughout American history, just about, he makes the wrong one. And that was when his brain worked. This is an embarrassment to our country. It's a tragedy. And this man, Joe Biden, is still not saying a word. They're not going to have a State Department briefing today. There's a void of leadership. There's an absence of speech. I'm outraged. And I know most of you out there are too. And I think even, Buck, a lot of independents and a lot of Democrats that still have functional brains are outraged over this absence of leadership, this void, this failure as well. I really believe it. I think it's I think it's worse than anybody could have anticipated. Even assuming what we knew about Biden beforehand was true, this feels like it has come apart even even more so. This feels like it's you know we're in a situation now where it was Clay a chaotic and um, and and messy evacuation process, and now it's lethal. And destabilized and could get a whole lot worse in the next few days. And looking around at the options here, I mean, when you when you've lost and now I'm seeing on Fox, they're saying at least 12 U.S. service members killed. We've also seen 13. Uh, You know, these this is always terribly. This always happens in these instances where there's an initial report of a terrorist attack, especially talking about suicide bombing, something like that. The casualty numbers just tend to go up as the hours pass by. Have we heard anything from the Biden administration about what the plan is here or what the next no, move is? That's just, what I'm saying. Like the zero. It's an embarrassment. It's it's a complete failure of American leadership. I I mean, Lara Logan was on our show and was more eloquent 
addressing this situation than anybody in the Biden White House has been for two freaking weeks. And it's hard for me not to curse right now because of the incompetence and how furious I am about that incompetence and what is actually ending up happening here. We're going to come back and uh, talk more about this, bring you more up to speed on the reports coming out of Kabul about the security situation and just what is next? Where is Joe Biden? Where is this administration? That's the question that I think a lot of us have right now. And there are no good answers. And we can come up with some answers. If you have some thoughts here to close out the show with us, 800-282-2882. That's 800-282-2882. Uh, obviously, you got to got to switch gears here for a second and just talk to you for a moment about Rough Greens. Um, I know you love your, I love my my family dogs. You love your dog and and you want to keep your dog as healthy as possible. Rough Greens is a supplement you add into your dog's food. We've got Tallulah, the French eating Rough Greens. She absolutely loves it. And she's got more energy and her, and her tummy is just a little more settled. Sometimes she has an upset stomach, but it, Rough Greens has really been helpful in that because it's a supplement that you add to your dog's food with live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. Probiotics, enzymes, omega oils and antioxidants and vitamins. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love Rough Greens, they have a special deal for you, our listeners. Go to roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck, and they can give you the first bag free. You heard me right, free. All you pay is shipping. That's roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. Roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. 
I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We are closing out here the... Look, the, 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 the story today, the one thing we're all focused on is what's going on right now in Kabul, uh, in Afghanistan, Kabul International Airport. You have 12 U.S. service members uh, killed as of reporting right now from Fox News. We've also seen reports that there's 13. The numbers are across the board in terms of casualties likely to go up. That is what happens in a mass casualty incident from a complex terrorist attack, which is what we have just suffered at Kabul International Airport, we, we clearly are in a very precarious and and lethal uh, circumstance there in terms of security. We do have uh, some callers who want to bring some perspective to what they're hearing and, and what their connectivity situation is. We got Brad in Augusta, Georgia. Brad, tell us what you're what you're doing to try to help. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I want to first say thanks for all you're doing. Thanks to Senator Tom Cotton. My condolences for the Marines that were killed. Uh, I spent a lot of years in the U.S. military. Uh, Buck, we have a not a similar background, but we both worked in intelligence. And as you know, when you go overseas and you develop assets, you have networks of friendships that last forever. So we've been back-channeling right now. There was a, uh, a fellow on the ground there that was helping do the manifest. And what we've been doing is basically since the State Department has been stonewalling us. First off, I'm angry. I'm really angry. Where's my president? I want to know where my president is. Where's the commander-in-chief? Where's all these generals that will sign letters about phone calls about Donald Trump but won't say when American soldiers are being killed, American Marines and sailors are being killed? Where are they? So we had to do it ourselves. So we've activated our what we call our spook network, and what we've been doing is we've been uh, – We've been basically fat-fingering in SIVs that have been sitting and waiting and couldn't get out through State Department paperwork and just putting them on the manifest directly. And I don't know if, uh, if anybody really cares one way or another, but, um, you know, this is just a colossal failure. And what we don't understand is why is it up to us? Why is it up to guys like me and, and, and Glenn Beck and people like that who's doing a lot more than we're doing? But uh, so far, we've gotten somewhere near 800 people out that way. We basically are sneaking well, thank you for the that. manifest. Thank you for that work. I mean, it's a, it's a shame. Thank you for the call. It's a shame that this is how much of a leadership failure we have. I appreciate everybody who is pitching in and doing everything that they can to get our people and our allies out of Afghanistan. But that's what a void and absence of leadership creates. It's this chaotic situation where everybody's trying to do their best but doesn't trust the commander-in-chief to be able to make a rational decision in real time. Buck, I mean, this is a long time to not have heard a word from Joe Biden or anybody in the White House. We've been doing a three-hour show. We've been updating people all throughout the day on the tragic circumstances that have befallen so many of our uh, servicemen in Afghanistan. And the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, is totally an empty suit. He's absent. Clay, is, is there also the possibility that I think is present that they know that right now putting Joe Biden out there with the talking points is not going to make people feel better? You know, I mean, that that's on the one hand, we want to see the president of the United States because he's the president. But I think there's also concern that this is the commander in chief we have now in this moment. It's it's just the whole thing 
it's hard to believe, honestly. It's hard to believe that this is where we are, that the, the Biden-Kamala team are running this this situation right now or in charge of this, and it's just it's getting worse every day. It's I, I don't even know, Buck. I, I will say this. I think we've been unkind to Jimmy Carter uh, in calling Joe Biden Jimmy Carter 2.0. I would love for J- uh, Joe Biden to be Jimmy Carter 2.0 right now. I think he's like James Buchanan 2.0 right now. For the history nerds out there, that's the president before Abraham Lincoln as the Civil War was unfolding. The guy did nothing to try to hold the country together. That's what I think Joe Biden is. He's, he's not Jimmy Carter 2.0. He's James Buchanan 2.0. I can't think. I mean, can you, Buck? I mean, we're 40 years old, two generations-ish. I can't think of a more impotent, weak, worthless American president that we have had in my life. I mean, this is, this is shameful. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I mean, we're sitting here, Clay, we're talking about it, and I think there's this urge to feel like, well, at least, you know, it's 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 got to, now they're going to be on it. You know, they're going to focus, they're going to, I don't know Rain how they think they hell, can turn no. this around in the next few days. I don't, I don't know how they really make the situation, I mean, yes, they're going to continue the evacuations, but the security situation on the ground, our hands are largely tied. They gave up Bagram Air Base. They've made all these horrible errors. We're relying in this whole on terrorists to protect our troops, and we just saw what that got you. And what is so frustrating about this, Buck, is this is what we said for two weeks was going to happen. John in Columbus, South Carolina. John, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. Um, I'm going to try to take anger out of the situation here. But first off and foremost, all my prayers go with the family and friends of those Marines. For sure. Um, so, as by way of background, I was a counterintelligence, counter-threat Air Force officer in Afghanistan, eastern Afghanistan from 2008 to 2009. And my CAT-3 interpreter, and for those listening at home, that means it's an interpreter from the United States, of Afghan, who actually volunteered to go back home to interpret for us. Um, he gave me a call last week and told me that he had family members, actually his fiance and her two brothers, were stuck outside of Kabul airport. And so we started working, and kind of like the last caller said, we worked our spook network as well as I called all of my senators and congressmen who were very responsive, but they kept telling me it's the State Department, it's the State Department, it's the State Department's issue. Um, we lost contact with them on Friday, thought they were captured, killed. We didn't know what. And come to find out, we got contact with them this morning, and they were saying that they're just trying to get into the airport. They can't get in. These, these folks are on SIV visas. And they couldn't get in because the Afghan commandos, and there are no Marines at the gates. The Afghan commandos at the gates at the airport are telling them, until the Americans call us, we can't let you in. I contacted, uh, so then later after that, I was contacted by a State Department liaison, a Marine. Uh, I won't give his name. but it, it was only, John, we've only got about 30 seconds of you, buddy, so please just give us uh, what well, you can. Yeah, he was a Marine. He said, I'm doing my best. I can't do anything else. I'm trying my best. I called him back later in the day, and he was apoplectic. I mean, he was almost in tears saying, there's nothing else we can do. Everyone's pulling out. John, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough situation. Appreciate you sharing that perspective. Clay, tomorrow, we're going to be diving into this, man. All the latest. Got to tell everybody what's going on. We got to rally together and focus in. I encourage everybody to go download the podcast today. Uh, we did our best following this story in real time. We're going to be talking about it for three hours again tomorrow. It's a sad day. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.